This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Hey, it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com and on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim. Fill that out and that's it. All right. I always like to start with something interesting. And I read about a 21-year-old college student who used to be a football player. This is an amazing story. He got into an accident. He was injured. So no more football for him. So while he was laid up, he started making social media videos about how to use Microsoft PowerPoint. Yeah, this 21-year-old guy did. Well, a year later, he's still in college. He gave up football and he's making unbelievable. He's making $150,000 a year selling Microsoft PowerPoint templates. I mean, that's crazy, isn't it? You know, they say that sitting through a bad PowerPoint presentation reduces your lifespan by at least 30 minutes. I mean, going on that metric, uh, I think I've been dead since, I don't know, 1929. So many bad PowerPoint presentations. And on that happy note, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Kim Commando, America's beloved digital goddess here with the most trusted, largest show about all things digital. And you're about ready to get more tech smarts because every single thing is now a tech thing. And you can find my award-winning show on over 420 on over 420 top radio stations throughout the United States. We're streaming in your favorite radio app. And we're streaming on demand 24-7 as a podcast, as a webcast over at getkim.com. And a special shout-out goes to our listeners on the American Forces Network Radio, serving more than 375,000 American servicemen and women in the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, the Marine Corps, the Coast Guard, and the Space Force in 175 different countries. And I'm sure you have at least a few things about something digital I can lend a hand to. And our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 5254 is the way to join us. All right. Every single day, I visit at least 30 different websites. I read white papers. I talk to industry insiders just to make sure that I'm up to date on everything digital. And this is part of the show where I like to talk about consumer tech and maybe some websites that you're using. And one is probably LinkedIn. I mean, LinkedIn.com is the go-to spot if you're looking for a job or if you're looking to network with someone. And guess what? It's also a prime target for scammers. Our people like are just firing up all these fake LinkedIn profiles. Well, LinkedIn knows this, so they have a brand new deal. You can now confirm your identity on LinkedIn by using Clear. Yes, I said Clear. That's the private sector version of TSA PreCheck. Uh, the service is one that lets you sign up at the various air- airports. You're going to use your biometrics to get through the TSA checkpoints. But now you can create a Clear account for free. If you don't have one, you have to give a government ID and a phone number. But, you know, at least there's no carry-on limit, right? Uh, you can check the clear you can check all this out over on our website. We have a full write-up about how you can use LinkedIn with Clear. And I check their privacy policies over at clear.com. And they do take measures to protect your privacy. They also say that they're not gonna sell your data unless you actually opt in to do that. So if you have a LinkedIn account, you have to know the new steps. And again, we have it all written up for you over at commando.com. 
Uh, number two on our list, Amazon. If you return anything, it's going to start costing you more. That Amazon Prime membership, yes, free returns. Well, here's the deal. And if you're like me and you buy two, uh, you buy you buy shoes in two different sizes to make sure that you have at least one pair that you like. And now if you return it, you have to be careful where you actually return it. Because if you go to a UPS store when Whole Foods, Kohl's, or Amazon Fresh is the same distance or closer, they're going to charge you an extra dollar. So let me say that again. If you go to a UPS store when there's a Whole Foods, Kohl's, or Amazon Fresh that's the same distance or closer, Amazon's charge you an extra dollar for that. Uh, by the way, the National Retail Federation says that shoppers sent back 17% of total merchandise that they bought in 2022. The grand total is $816 billion. Okay, I get that this is costing companies money, but it seems like Amazon is just like nickel and dollaring us at this point. Uh, next on our list of five things at number three is Roblox fans. Now, if you have kids, I'm sure you've heard of Roblox. It's been around forever. Over 56 million people play the game every single day. And as I said, most of them are kids. Now, a big component of the game is dressing up your Roblox character. So they have these, you know, unique outfits and it costs real money to buy these outfits. So like 500 Robux is about $5 in real currency. Now, the reason why I bring this up is that, yeah, the scammers are going to scam. Uh, an 11 year old Balian kid noticed that his avatar looked totally different and it was hacked. Somebody stole all of his Robux, his game passes, all the games that he created. He lost about $100 worth of digital items, you know. So anyway, if you have kids on Roblox, make sure that they have a really strong password. They don't share their password anywhere because authorities are still trying to piece all of this together. Uh, coming in at number four, the travelers you need to watch out. Uh, we actually had this call on the show a couple of weeks ago, and we've warned you about it many times here on the show and also on the website about if you're out and about and you see a a power charging station and you're like, oh, I'm just going to charge my phone right there. And then you put your phone in and then all your data is jacked. Okay. All the data on your phone just goes out to who knows who, some hacker. Well, the FBI issued an official warning this past week that said, stop using those public chargers because they're dangerous. Thanks for joining us, the FBI. Uh, by the way, over on the website, we have links to a little data blocker if you do need to use it is that it sits between your phone and the USB jack, and so that this way your data can't be there. But, you know, bottom line here is that you really should just be, uh, you know, carrying around a portable charger when you're going through the airports or what have you, so that this way you don't have to worry about, oh, I just ran out of juice. And last, this, coming in at number five, just go for a hike already. I can't wait to use this myself. Uh, Google Maps stepped up its game with the National Park Service this past week. So this way, when you are in a national park and you search for a trailhead, you're not just getting like a pin drop on the map anymore, like it used to be. It's way better than that. You're getting photos of the best spots on the trail. Also, some cool things to discover along the way. It also offers walking directions as well as directions if you're on a bike. So you know exactly which way to go. And you can download all that trail info right into your phone. So even if you don't have an internet connection, you still have all this. Which, speaking of hiking... I made a playlist for hiking. It has music from Peanuts, The Cranberries, and Eminem. I call it my trail mix. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, coming up, we have some news about robots and mowing the lawn. We have our trivia you don't want to miss. 
Oh, we have 20 smart side hustles anyone can use to make some money. And then later on, we're going to tell you how you can run a free background check on yourself. We have all of your phone calls and you have me, Kim Commando. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash ev9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Hey, our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 And just a quick reminder, you can always drop me your question on the website. Hit commando.com and in the upper right-hand corner, there's a link that says email Kim. All right, we've got a very special guest joining us. He's made it really big in the business world. His name is John Katzmadias, and he's a self-made billionaire, yes, with a capital B. He owns a whole range of companies from supermarkets, a United Refining Company, and one of the nation's premier radio stations, that's right, WABC in New York. And I just love success stories. I love people who are willing to work hard to achieve their goals because I always think there's something different about us entrepreneurs. I mean, believing in something that reality says otherwise with this insane determination to succeed. Hey, John, thank you so much for being here with us. And as a person with a computer engineering background, uh, I was just fascinated that you left NYU with only eight credits to go for an engineering degree. And then you went and bought a small supermarket. Wow. Um, what did your parents say to you when you did that? Oh, my God, my parents were so upset. You know, they said to me, we sent you to the university in their Greek accent. We sent you to the university to become a Hamali. A Hamali was a, a person who used to carry crates on her back. And uh, uh, they were upset. I was eight credits short, but I remember those calculus courses. Boy, I, I looked at those calculus equations, and I didn't know what, how I could make money solving a calculus equation. <laughs> but you knew you could do it by selling milk and eggs, right? Well, if I if I if I bought the milk for a dollar and sold it for two dollars, I know I can make one percent. <laughs> we love that. We love that. And so, what's your best entrepreneurial advice, John? Well, there's no substitute for hard work. Uh, you know, like some of my friends said to me, "Well, uh, I said, well, I got lucky." Well, the the more you work, the harder you work, the luckier you get, and. Uh, uh, there's so many things that happen in life. There's so many uh, snags in the road and there's so more, there's so many forks in the road. You have to be able to pick the right fork uh, and you have to be able to, to, to make friends every day. Don't make new enemies yeah. every day. That doesn't work. <laughs> A friend in Washington found out that, but we make new <laughs> friends every day. People love you. And and what about the old adage of, um, leaving money on the table so that this way the people will come back to you to do even more deals. Uh, I remember uh, in my first store, my milkman loaned us $70,000 to open up another store. $70,000 wow. in 1970 was a lot of money. Sure. Absolutely. What he charged me for the milk? Don't ask. Forget about it. He charged me more than he should have. <laughs> <laughs> but I had the seventy thousand. I was oh oh. Well, I was able to open the store, and that was what it's all about. 
is being able to accomplish what you want to accomplish. And the person helping you can accomplish what he wants to accomplish. And that way you have mutual success. And then what about the naysayers? People who say like, oh, you're just crazy. This is never, ever going to work. Well, it happens a lot. Uh, it happens a lot to me. And you know what I say sometimes? You got to take some reasonable risks. People right. that are afraid of losing can never win. Remember <laughs> those words. People that are afraid of losing can never win. You know, my father was first generation Russian Ukrainian and my mother was Irish. I was actually I wasn't born in New York. I was born in Union, New Jersey, but everybody else was from Astoria and Long Island no, my City wife like that. Is Russian Ukrainian, a little bit Polish. Oh. But um when your parents came over, what kind of sacrifices did they make? Well, they came they came over after World War II. Uh they uh his two my father's two brothers had to sign on a dotted line that if my father couldn't pay the rent they would have to pay it. So my father worked seven days a week. So he never has to go back to his brothers for anything. And right. it comes from the Greek word philotimo. In other words, don't shame your name. Don't shame your, your family. And he never wanted to do that. So Monday through Friday, my father worked uh, in long champs in New York City, but only as a busboy because he didn't speak oh. English but he spoke fluent Italian. So wow. he, went, he went to Long Island, to Astoria, and uh, where the Italian restaurants were. And Saturdays and Sundays, he worked as a waiter because he spoke fluent Italian. So, <laughs> uh, so th that way, he never had to go to, to his brothers for any money. So he worked seven days a week. Which is uh, a real work ethic and honor, too. I mean, that, that obviously you've you've gotten from him. I'm sure you've instilled it upon your kids, too. Why did you buy a radio station? Well, when I ran for mayor in 2013, uh, after I did not win, I hate to say the word, I lost. After I did not win, uh, <laughs> Jerry that. Crowley from Salem Communications came over to me and says, John, people love you even though you lost. And you should <laughs> have a radio station. So I started with one hour a week just to just to stay involved in, in uh, the voice of the people. And um, somebody came to me and says, Cumulus is selling WABC. I wrote a check. I did no How due much? diligence. I just wanted it. <laughs> you got it. Um, what advice would you give your younger self, John? Well, work hard. Keep your nose clean. <laughs> yeah. And uh, don't be afraid of losing. That's a big one. A lot of people have fear of failure. Um, since I, I, you know, we have a lot of folks who are interested in technology, I just want to run some things by you, okay? Are you a Windows or Mac guy? I'm a Windows. Android or iPhone? iPhone. Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, or Instagram type of guy? Mostly Twitter. So what do you think next on your agenda? Well, you know, we bought a radio station for fun and for a hobby. Uh, we're expanding the radio station to get uh, wide, wide co coverage. Larry Kudlow works for us. And as Larry Kudlow would say, they even hear us in the solar system. Uh, we, when, the when the Yankees called me up and said, we want you to be a partner in a minor league team we're, we're doing in Staten Island, who says no to the Yankees? 
So we have a minor no. league team that we're partners with the Yankees in Staten Island at New York, and we're trying to have a little bit of fun doing that. So well, I, you know, when you hit the age of seventy, you know what you do? You better have fun. <laughs> yes, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Well, John, it was an absolute pleasure. Uh, having you on the show, hearing more about your business and everything that you've accomplished. And I just want to remind everybody, you have a brand new book. If you read my book, you might make a billion dollars. So okay. somebody said to me, well, how do I make two billion? I said, you read it twice. <laughs> you know what? You are amazing. You are amazing. Thank you so much again for being with us, John. Well, thank Kim, you. thank you so much for having me. And we'll talk again real soon. You got it. Thank you. So let me tell you, John's book is a must read for anyone looking to achieve success in business and life. I highly recommend it. It's called How Far Do You Want to Go? It's available on Amazon and wherever books are sold. It's also on the Kindle. Hey, let's talk about Total AV. You get continuous antivirus protection and block malicious websites with Total AV's industry-leading antivirus security suite. Now, my listeners, you get such a great deal. You can save 85% right now on your first year by going to protectwithkim.com. Once again, that's protectwithkim.com. All right. It's the American dream, having the big lawn, but then who wants to mow it? Well, the news out this past week is that robotic mowers are growing faster than ever. The sales are just exploding. Now, here's the deal. They do get expensive. They range in price from $500 all the way to $3,000. Wow. Depending upon the functions that you want, like GPS mapping, obstacle detection yeah i'm talking about like dog poo included so a mid-range model that you want to look at is Hexpana's auto mower 310 this little guy can cover up to a fourth of an acre and it can handle slopes with an incline up to 22 degrees love that robotic lawnmower if i had a lawn which we don't have a lot of in arizona i would definitely get one hey the trivia question of the week's coming right up you don't want to miss here on kim commando today This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Hey, get your brain cells ready for an epic challenge with Commanding the Tech Road Trivia. Now, this isn't just any ordinary trivia game. You need to have your thinking cap on and harness your intellect to ace this challenge. And we're excited to welcome a special guest contestant this week who's going to be vying for the grand prize, an official Kim Commando Show fanny pack. Well, that's priceless. And a free bag of Dr. Marty's Nature's Blend dog food, a value of $59.95. Okay, are you ready to play? Ronaldo in St. Louis, Missouri. Hello there, Ronaldo. Hi. Yes, it's Ronaldo. And um, yeah, I thank you very much uh, for letting me participate. Um, I think I started listening to you in the 2000s and then somehow lost track. And now I'm back on the podcast. So. Yes, I'd love to hear that, Ronaldo. Thank you so much. All right. Have you ever stayed at an Airbnb? Oh, yes. 
Okay, so you're familiar with it. So today's mm-hmm. tech trivia is all about Airbnb, which was shortened because they first wanted to call it airbedandbreakfast.com, which they said was like way too long. But it allows people to list, find, and rent your vacation homes, apartments, other properties. Renato, where was the best Airbnb that you ever stayed at? I think it was in Davenport, Iowa, in someone's attic. Oh, really? You're kidding me. No, it was was great. I had the whole place to myself. (laughs) That's awesome. Not too many people would think of renting out their... How much did you pay a night for that? Oh, that's several years ago. That was like 40 40 bucks a night. I needed to be near the university. I was doing a talk there, and it it was way better than a hotel and far more convenient. Awesome. All right. Well, I don't know if you know this, but Airbnb, they have some pretty humble roots. It was founded in August of 2008 by three recent college grads, uh, Brian Chesky, Joe Gebbia, and Nathan Berlicek. And they were struggling to pay the rent. They were all living together in San Francisco. But they came up with the idea for Airbnb because after they turned their apartment into a bed and breakfast, and then they created a small website to advertise it, and the thing was going crazy. They actually rented out an air mattress on their living room floor in San Francisco. Now, the website was called Airbnb, and as I mentioned, it just quickly gained popularity. But their initial funding campaigns to get the company off the ground, it wasn't very flashy. So how did they raise their first $30,000 to get Airbnb off the ground? Did they go, A, door-to-door asking people if they wanted a discount on renting their places and they signed up a whole bunch of apartments and then took a percentage of the rental income? Uh, B, did they sell sell a small percentage of the company to their landlord in exchange for the $30,000? C, they thought, wow, you know what? We could be in the breakfast cereal business, so let's try that. Or D, did they get a business plan and then they got... $10,000 loans from each of their three parents. So how did they initially get the funding for Airbnb? What do you think the answer is? Well, you know, I've been in that spot before. Parents are always a good place to start. So, you know, right now I'd probably say they created a plan and got money from their parents. Okay, so you're going to go with D, they did a business plan. So A, they did not go door-to-door asking for people. Then Uh B, they did not sell a percentage of the company to their landlord in exchange for the $30,000. Or C, they didn't get in the breakfast cereal business, but they did D. They got a business plan together. They went to each of their parents. They said, listen, we just need 10 grand because it's going to make us billionaires. All right. So final answer is D. Well, Renato, the answer is is the correct answer is C. That's right. They cereal. Yep. The initial funding came from selling boxes of repackaged generic cereals that they called Obama O's, uh, Captain McCain's, and it was all happening during the 2008 U.S. presidential election. Each box sold for $40, and that's how they generated their first $30,000 to get the company off the ground. Now, as of 2021, Airbnb has more than 4 million listings in over 100,000 cities, 220 countries and regions, uh, $4.8 billion in revenues. Okay. Um, pretty, pretty crazy stuff, isn't it? Yep. Absolutely. So, I wouldn't have guessed. So what's going on with you? What's on your mind? Thanks for playing along with us. Hey, no problem. I, I think that it's worth, you know, you got tons of listeners. It's it's worth um, encouraging people. I've had a healthcare and IT career for 35 years, 
And it's really worth encouraging people who are thinking about second careers. And I'm not affiliated with anybody that's out there or uh, or anything, but to get them to think about a career in IT, there's over 400,000 PM jobs available in the marketplace. And um, there's a lot of ways for them to get involved and, and to get paid really well. And so what do you think is the best way if somebody wants to make a career change or switch and they have, a, like you said, a, a background in medicine and then they're like, you know, I think I'd like to be in network security. Right. So, well, you know, I always tell people is don't quit your day job until, until you got your side gig going on. But a good example is like uh, grow.google.com. Um, they charge 39 bucks a month for a number of certifications. And so, and the typical certification only takes 10 hours a week times, maybe two months, three months. So someone could do that in their part-time. It's pretty low, you know, cost to do that. And once they get a couple of certifications, there could be companies that are really interested in, in their background. And it's not just the IT certification, but it's what you bring to the table. You know, you could you could be really great with customer service and, and maybe a user experience position is great at an IT company or someone who needs that. Finding someone to work underneath me at a project um, in data, data analytics is really difficult. You know, and so if if, you know, and I'd rather have someone who's had 10, 20 years of other experience doing something else and then teach them data analytics. And so if somebody was trying to find a tech job, where, where where's the best place to go? Well, it depends on what they want to do. If they want to be part of a company versus if they want to be an independent contractor. So let's just take independent contractor for a second. Um, they could become a you know an expert at web design at at, um, at Wix at Squarespace at one of those things. They could literally check with small companies in their areas. A lot of companies don't even know they could hire somebody part time for that thing as a contractor. If they want to be part of a a group, you have to have an expertise. Um, every time I've hired somebody for these kind of positions, you want someone who can really do the job that's necessary. So um, people can look at you know local job listings. I, I find not that I want to bash any one thing, but online um, is just not always, uh, you, you don't find those middle tier jobs sometimes. So mm -hmm. just networking in your area is is a great way to do that. And sometimes just knocking on the door, and that's happened to me before. So, you know, yeah. this would be a great company to work for. Let me go talk to the hiring manager and, you know, and, and kind of cold call them. But, you know, that gets you into the door sometimes. And I really respect when people do that with us. And uh, and one of the worst questions whenever I'm in, ever interviewing anybody is that they'll ask me, so how did you get to be where you are? Um, you know, you probably mm -hmm. should have done a little research first, okay? So it's like, no, uh-uh. Yeah. That's, that's, just, that's just a complete turnoff with me. Or um, how fast can I be a vice president? <laughs> Another turnoff question. What's a turnoff question for you? Well, you know, when I hire people, I ask them three basic questions. One is, what's your value and what you bring to the organization? And if they don't have a clue, the interview is pretty much over. <laughs> if yeah. they don't know what their value they bring in. Um, the second is really, um, how do you keep um, at the best of your uh, uh, profession, whatever that may be? I may be into service. I may be into technology, whatever the components are. Um, they've got to they've got to have a game plan for themselves because as a company, you can't be in a position where you're constantly having to feed people. They've got to be self-driven, you know, altogether. Yeah. And so, and if they've got a passion, 
plus, you know, the ability to drive and communicate, then, you know, you give them a shot. In the job market, about a year or two ago, it seemed to be tighter for employers than it is right now. And I see I, I'm getting a lot more inquiries for, for people who want to work with us, and we're filling our positions a lot more quickly. But, you know, this is all really great stuff, Renato. Thank you so much for coming on, playing along with us, and sharing some really great advice as far as the best ways to get people involved in the tech industry and start looking at the opportunities and start thinking about those opportunities, too. You know, it seems like every week I get an email, I get a question, somebody stops me on the street like, what are some really legitimate ways that I can make money online? So we put together this money tip just for you. That's right. And we put together 20 smart side hustles that anyone can use to make money. And I'm going to blow through these fairly quickly, but just know we have them all written up for you on the website with some links anywhere that you need them. So we're going to start with transcription. And we're looking at a site like Daily Transcription. And if you have really good typing skills, this is something for you. You can also be a freelance writer. You can be a blogger. Uh, you can start a site for as little as $20. And as a matter of fact, I have an ebook, How to Start a Blog and Make Money, that you can tap into as well. You could actually be a search engine evaluator. Yeah. Somebody wants to know how they appear in the search results. You could be a virtual assistant. They make up to $30 an hour, by the way. You could be part of an answering service. You could uh, sell things online that maybe you pick up at Goodwill or at any other thrift store. You could be a secret shopper. Uh, you could be a tasker, meaning that you could maybe clean a house, uh, be a handy person. You could be a call center rep, of course, rideshare driver, social media consultant. You could be a dog walker, a tech support rep, an online teacher. Uh, you could be a beauty rep, if you know a lot about that, a virtual bridesmaid, yeah, I said a virtual bridesmaid. That's true. And also a wedding assistant. You'd be a photographer. And in addition to that, if you have some really good skills, you'd be a virtual bookkeeper. You could write resumes. You can be a career coach. And so if you're looking for ways to make money, this is the definitive list. Head over to commando.com and hit the link that says Kim's show. And it's all written out for you. All right. Still to come, we have more of your phone calls as well as a great tip on how and why you should run a free background check on yourself. Here on Kim Commando today. Hey, just a quick reminder that if you're not getting our podcast, wherever you get your podcast, you can take me on the go, whether you're on a walk, you're on a drive, I will be your constant companion. Just search for Commando with a K, of course, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Rich in Raleigh, North Carolina. Yeah, hi, Kim. Uh, I'm calling about a newsletter you sent out recently regarding uh, email addresses that are on the dark web because they've been breached from certain databases. Yes. And I visited the uh, the website. It's uh, I've been pwned.com. Yes, exactly. And uh, and I looked up my email address, and I use about five different ones for different reasons, and three of the five were were pwned. But I also noticed that they go back for several years, and my two main email addresses I've had for a very long time, and but the database that he shows uh, the honing from is uh goes back to about 2019 right. wondering, are these databases ever purged or they like sit there static like forever and uh when can you feel safe that uh that you're no longer you on the dark again? web or yeah you know yeah. it's really hard rich because 
I think we're all on the dark web. I think we all are. Um, and this Have I Been Pwned website, they don't purge it. They just keep adding to it. They keep adding another record, another record. And that's why now, for example, if you're on Apple and if you look in your passwords and Google will notify you too that your password has been uh, has been compromised because they're also putting together the initiatives for us to all have more secure passwords. And hopefully someday, one day, we won't have passwords, but uh, but it's in Apple, Google's best interest to actually know what's being what's being sold and traded on the dark web too. The Have I Pwned website um, allows you just to see if your information has been compromised in any data breaches. And as you know, that you just enter your email address and your username or password, it's gonna search this database, see if any of your data has been leaked or exposed in these data breaches. And then it does provide details on which websites or services were affected. So the whole idea is that once you know you're on this list, which you said you are, is that it's time now for you to change your passwords, set up two-factor authentication. If you had security questions tied to it that you want, do want to get rid of those. But as far as you know, your question, do they purge the list? Uh, no, they just keep adding to it. Rich, thank you so much for your call. Have you ever wondered how much a profile of you would be for sale on the dark web. How much would that cost? Okay, I'm talking about your basic proof of identity, your credit cards, your online banking information, your social media accounts, any rewards cards. How much do you think that package would cost? You ready? $1,170. Yeah. You know, you always thought it would be a lot more than that, but it's not. Now, if you haven't done this lately, I want you to run a free background check on yourself. First, head to Google and type in your first and last name in quotes, see what happens. Also, look at any type of photos. And then also look for your credit score. You can get a free credit report on Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion at least once a year. And then also look on these family tree websites. I mean, it's fun. It's informative. I get that. You get to see who you're related to. But there's one site that says it's a family tree, but it's not. It's familytreenow.com. That's familytreenow.com. Just type in your name, and then I want you to make sure that you opt out. Which, speaking of, we have over 40 sites that you should opt out over at commando.com. Just type in opt out in the search bar, and it'll pop right up for you. And don't forget, 24-7, you can find me over on our website. That's commando.com, K-O-M-A-N-D-O.com. This program is a copyrighted production of Westar Multimedia Entertainment and protected by the copyright laws. Any rebroadcast or use of this program for commercial, business, economic, or financial purposes without the written permission of Westar Multimedia Entertainment is strictly prohibited.